1MDB has sparked embezzlement and money laundering investigations across One of the biggest corruption scandals the world has ever seen. What may be the biggest financial scam in the history. Number of corrupt 1MDB officials treated this public trust as a personal bank account. Follow us as we bring you into the courtroom where the biggest financial scandal in Malaysian history is being heard. By the Malaysian Insight, this is the Najib Razak 1MDB trial, and I'm Patrick Teo. On day two of the 1MDB trial, three witnesses took the stand. The first two were recipients of Najib's cheques from the ousted Prime Minister's personal accounts set to contain illicit funds. The third witness gave the court a history lesson on 1MDB's formation. Yesterday, lead prosecutor, former judge Gopal Sri Ram, established the premise of the prosecution's case and called in four witnesses despite it being a half day. Today, with just three witnesses, proceedings dragged on till 4.45pm. The prosecution's fifth witness was Wong Nai Chi, who was Najib's former political secretary. A tall, bespectacled man, Wong spoke quickly and seemed jittery. We have seen him before when he bore witness on day 7 of the SRC International Trial. We have a whole podcast series on that, so if you'd like to know more, please listen to the People vs. Najib Razak podcast series. Wong functioned as a liaison between Najib and a businessman named Lim Sun Peng. He had passed a cheque for 238,914 ringgit on Najib's behalf to Lim. Lim in turn cashed in the cheques to pay two companies, AD Network and Academy Kewartawanan dan Informasi Taima or AKIT. AD Network was paid to run the Ajibko Facebook page, while AKIT was paid to run a news site called Chinese Weekly. The sites were used to push out content to the grassroots Chinese community. It was meant to counter negative perception among the community of the then-ruling coalition Barisan Nasional or National Front. Wong said he acted as Najib's proxy because it would be dangerous to the former PM's image if word got out on social media that he had paid the two companies. Therefore, Najib would hand Wong cheques, which the latter would pass to someone trusted, like Lim, to handle the payments. Otherwise, Wong would do it himself. What was most important was that Najib's name did not appear on any of these transactions. Next on the stand was Muhammad Noor Ahmad. He was Division Chief for Amno Batukawan. Amno is the biggest and main opposition party in Malaysia now. Mohamed Noor also received one of Najib's cheques made out to the division based in Penang, a state in the northern part of the country. In 2013, the division was low on funds, and so Mohamed Noor got in touch with Najib, who was then AMNO president, and Najib wrote them a cheque for 100,000 ringgit. The money, the witness said, was used to fund charitable works, and it was barely enough. A 
After a short break, the last witness for the day was called in. It was Rafida Yahya, Assistant Registrar at the Companies Commission Malaysia, better known as SSM, its Malay acronym. Rafida's voice rang clear in the courtroom. She spoke fast and didn't have a prepared statement. The judge and lawyers had to take down notes and they struggled to keep up with her pace. Judge Colin Sakara said he can't write that fast and asked her to slow down. Rafida was asked to verify 177 documents relating to the Tringanu Investment Authority, or TIA, which was 1MDB's precursor. In 2018, an MACC officer named Farid Ismail went to Rafida's office to request for information pertaining to TIA. Here's what we know about TIA, which was later renamed 1MDB in 2009. In 2009, the federal government, which was Barisan Nasional, decided to expand TIA into a sovereign wealth fund called 1MDB. It was modeled after the Mubadala development, another sovereign wealth fund wholly owned by the government of Abu Dhabi. 1MDB was formed four months after Najib was elected as the Prime Minister. It was placed under the purview of the Ministry of Finance, which was also helmed by Najib as the Finance Minister. The fund was set up to finance infrastructure development and other economy-linked deals in Malaysia. It invested billions in energy, real estate and hospitality. Suspicions were raised in 2013 when the company asked for a six-month extension to file its annual report. At this point, it had changed auditors three times. According to one of its auditors, Deloitte, 1MDB had allegedly placed 3.8 billion US dollars with overseas fund managers. Keeping word of the company's mismanagement under wraps became decidedly more difficult. When, in 2015, 1MDB's bonds, which were worth around 12 billion US dollars, were downgraded to junk status by an international rating agency. Subsequently, in 2016, the US Department of Justice filed a civil forfeiture complaint, seeking recovery of more than 1 billion US dollars in assets. The DOJ called it an international conspiracy to launder funds through the US financial system. The DOJ estimates that from 2009 through 2015, more than 3.5 billion US dollars belonging to 1MDB was allegedly misappropriated. Rafida spent the rest of the day verifying documents. She went through the company name, their address, and the board of directors. While she was testifying, several people in the public gallery fell asleep, but were quickly woken up by the police officers stationed in the courtroom. Suffice to say, it was not a very riveting testimony. More than five hours later, with a lunch break in between, Rafida still wasn't done. She will continue next Tuesday. The Najib Razak 1MDB podcast was brought to you by the Malaysian Insight. The podcast was produced by Revati Supermaniam, Yappi Kwan, Yvonne Lim and Ravin Palanisami. Timothy Acharyam provides additional reporting. And I'm Patrick Teo.